serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday and happy September 1st. Oh, September. Is that amazing? I'm Gatos. Chad is out. Bruce St. James is in. Becky Lynn's in the news center. I don't think I'm ready for September. I am totally ready. Got it. I'll be 49 in nine days. The last year of the 40s. <laughs> I can see how it's weighing on you. That is genuine there. It's, oh boy. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. Life is interesting, uh, uh, Bruce. We were in our meeting before the show, and we were putting together what we were going to discuss, and your phone rings, and you look at it, and you're like, well, that's my mom. And I said, well, you got to take that call. And you're like, well, absolutely. So you talk for a few seconds. And I said, how's mom? Not knowing how mom really is. I yeah. didn't know. Um <laughs> And, and, you know, we started talking about, uh, and I know you're going to get into this, you know, you're almost having to be a parent to your mother now. It's quite the uh, role reversal. So my mom was early onset Alzheimer's and is now progressing into more of it. Um, no, sorry to hear that. Well, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, my mom called me today and I told you, uh, she called and she just said, when you come in to visit me, I'm lonely. Yeah. Because uh, we recently took her car away from her. Very tough. And she that that was the the independence. She refuses to go and live in a any sort of assisted living yet. Right. She said she wants to stay in her home, so we're trying to help her. My brother and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and your brother lives over there. My brother lives uh, nearby, but she you know she writes on her calendar when I'm coming to visit, and then she has something to count down and look forward. That's to. good. She's literally the only person that's excited to see me. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah. Becky Lynn was excited to see you the other day. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So let's do. But I, I, you know, I <laughs> talked about this, and I, I, I used Facebook for example. I, I put a thing on there, and I actually asked. Uh, this was months ago. I asked for people to give me some some hints on on how you're dealing with it not knowing how many people were actually dealing with this i was really genuinely surprised at the amount of people who and maybe it's just the the age that we're getting who are in the position of you know what i'm dealing with a parent with dementia alzheimer's Mm -hmm. memory loss etc and it really does flip the dynamic it really is weird. And there's some funny, there are funny parts. Like what? Because I don't want this, this is not a woe is me. I, I, I'm fine. I'm, I want to take care of mom and my brother and I, we've got it set up. She's going to be fine. You know, I mean, is, she'll be taken care the of. The goal is as good as can be ex- expected. That's what we, or we work on. What is the best case scenario for her? Um, I will, I will hear, I'll call her and she won't answer. Now, I know she's not anywhere else. Makes you worry a little bit. Mm, used to. Until I was there, I was there recently, and the phone rang, and it's ringing, and I'm like, "Mommy, you gonna get that?" And I see her with the TV remote control trying to answer. Oh no! no. <laughs> it's a little funny. Yeah, it's a little funny. Yeah, and I'm wow. like, "That one's not gonna. No one's on the other end of that one, Mom." Oh no! No, nope, hold on, hold on. Let's get the phone. Yeah, you know, and you try not to embarrass. I'm not trying to embarrass her. Of course not. You don't want to embarrass. Um, you have to talk to your mom differently, though. I, I talk to my mom like like almost like she's a, a, a little girl. Right, right. It has to be very. I have to be very uh, direct. Yeah. Um, she only talks about very generic things. Every conversation's the same. Where are you today? When are you coming to visit me? Right. You know. I mean that that that's the conversations. But if she says something and you're like, no, that's not the way it is. You almost have to go with it, right? You know, that's something I learned that reasoning and logic doesn't work with someone who's struggling with their memory like that because they'll be my mom hasn't had a car now for 
six months. Okay. I'll get a call. Your brother stole my car. Mom, I used to say, my brother, Scott, did not steal your car. Right. No one stole it. Do you, you have your license take away. You know, and she goes, he has my car and I can't go anywhere. And I hate it. And I go, so now what you do is go, oh, that's terrible. I so can imagine how frustrating that is, Mom. I'm really sorry to is hear that. Is that better? Is that easier? Does that make the, the logic isn't Logic won't yeah. work. Do you tell her, like, I'm going to have a talk with him and we'll put a stop Absolutely. to this? Absolutely. Because she won't remember this conversation Not five minutes from now. You know, I told yeah. her something and, and it's kind of... Uh, it's it's telling. She asked me this the other day. She said, what disease is it you think I have? And I said, well, let's stop right here. I don't think you have anything. The doctors right. have diagnosed you with Alzheimer's. Does Isn't she that, think she has it? She couldn't remember. She goes, what is it you think I have? Okay. And I said, Alzheimer's. Oh, that's what you think I have. I, Mom, it's not what I think you have. Why don't we open up the phones? Oh, boy. No, because I think like, I think you're going through something that is very tough. That is very difficult. Okay. And if there are some people out there who uh, have, you know, a parent that they're 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 caring for that has walked in these shoes. Yes. 602-277-5827. Because we're early on kind of in it. We're learning still, my brother and I. Right. So if you have a parent with with Alzheimer's and, and you know how best to handle the situation, uh, we may pop you on at uh, 602-277-5827. So when did you learn of the diagnosis? About a year ago. Okay. And how hard was that to take? That's a tough one because it is it is it is brutal. It, it robs you of, of your mind. I would tell you that I don't know if I fully understood what it was. Uh, do you Still? know what I'm thinking? No, no, like, no. A year ago yeah. that I thought it would just be like, ah, she might forget what you have for lunch. Well, you know what? I forget what I have for lunch sometimes. I, I don't think I realized how encompassing it is and and that short term memory just literally doesn't exist. But it's more than that. It's cognitive. She has trouble watching TV or movies. She can't keep up with that. She, right. does, she used to read all the time. She doesn't read anymore. And I'm, I'm going to make the assumption it's because she can't focus on the words on the page and actually understand what she's reading. Because you the, can you go ahead, Becky. I was just going to say, does she live by herself? Yes. Yeah, she insists. Does she cook for herself and clean her house for herself? She, we have a maid for her. Um, she she does do some cooking, but we also have food delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most important thing for her is I have the wine delivered. Oh, there you go. That is... I was going to say, that's interesting, yes. The wine gets delivered. Yes. And by me, when she runs out of wine, you know. I hear about it. Uh-huh. I get the call. I just wonder, if she lives alone, how does she take her pills? Because I know wow. that pills are involved. you call daily, don't you? So here's something we learned. I was back there two weeks ago. Okay. And I saw mom, you know, with a little pill box. And it just dawned on me to ask, well, what medicine are you supposed to be taking? Oh, just this one. So I call my brother. How many? How many? prescriptions should mom be taking oh she has three i go no she doesn't i go what do you mean i go there's literally only one here here's the pill box here's where she says she keeps her prescriptions i've looked everywhere in the house there's only one and he goes what's the date on and i go september of last year and it said it was a 90 day supply oh gosh and he goes there's none other that goes no she hasn't been taking her pills oh gosh and i'm like "Uh, mom and we told her that this is not acceptable you need to stay on top of that. All right. Uh, I, You know, and I appreciate you uh, uh, saying something about this because it's hard. It is. It, it, it's it, it hard is quite the say, challenge. Yeah. It is quite. And it's so odd 
where I feel like I'm the adult and she's the child. And I try not to treat her like that, but it's difficult. All right. We got some phone calls lined up for you, Bruce. Okay. All right. So why don't we do this? We're going to step aside. We're going to get a newscast from Becky Lynn. Uh, and, you know, I think we've got some folks who can give you a little advice awesome. on what it's like to have a parent uh, who's who's going through Alzheimer's. Thank you. Um, so let's do that in a moment. All right. Um, your call's coming up in just a second. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. All right, Chad's on vacation. Bruce St. James is in. Hey, kids. We were talking uh, before the show about your mom, and we said maybe we should talk about your mom on the air. Uh, and she's, yeah, I mean, it's pretty brave of you to bring it up. Well, you're very kind. She's got uh, Alzheimer's. She's mm-hmm. 82. 82. And you've been uh, telling us, if you just missed the last segment, I'll catch you up real quick, just how, how to deal with... You you know, a parent who has memory loss or dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, and we said, well, why don't we open up the phones? Because uh, I think there's some folks out there who are going through what you're going through, and maybe they can give you some tips. We can learn. Yeah. I agree. All right. 277-KTAR. Chaz in Goodyear uh, joins the show. Hey, Chaz. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? So, look, I don't want to be preachy or anything. No. And uh, I don't want to sound cliche, but... I've been dealing with this for, I don't know, the better part of like five, six years. And my mother's was uh, diagnosed kind of late. We didn't, she was doing all kind of weird things that we didn't realize until the diagnosis was Alzheimer's. But to put everything in a nutshell, I'm not one to give, you know, advice on how to deal emotionally with things because I just kind of zone out. But in regards to your mother, I would say your mother's going to die twice. Mm. So the woman you knew as your mother is going to die, but she'll be alive, but you're not going to recognize her. She's going to take on a whole new personality. Oh boy! So if you have any moments where she's lucid, I believe the word is, yep, yep. I ironically did. And I remember driving home from work, stuck in that traffic when they were sitting in the tin and I had a conversation and I just told her, I said, you know, we, we had a good run. I could just tell. You know, I told her, like, you know, we had a good run. She was like 70 or something. Right. And uh, we cried. I tried not to, but she heard me crying. We cried. She knew what was happening. And ever since then, like, if you notice when you have conversations, especially with older people, you're always, you always start sentences with, hey, remember? Like, you're always asking. (laughs) You're always talking about the past. Right. Right. Stop. Stop doing it. Stop. Yeah. Because they don't remember. And and then it's almost... The way my mom reacts, it's almost like embarrassing that she doesn't remember. I feel like I'm embarrassing her. Chad, God bless, man. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Uh, Is your mom still your mom to you, Bruce? Or is this the... She's slipping away. My mom was a a CFO. She was uh, very independent. Uh, she, uh, you know, she moved here from Germany when yeah. she was 18 years old, you know, built, built a life, if you will, you know, she's, uh, was very strong, you know, and so it is quite a role reversal mm-hmm. that she needs others to help her because that never was my mom. Did, did you yeah. know what I mean by that? Yeah. And, and first time I, I got to tell you, it is really weird, weird when your your parents, mom or dad, if any, you're going for this. Start lying to you, and you know they're lying. Come on. I lied to my mom and dad growing up as a kid. Right? right? That wasn't me. I didn't do it. I didn't touch it. I never touched my brother. No. My mom lies to us. Does she know she's lying? Unclear. Yeah. Unclear. 
You took my money. You took the car. You did this. She said, no, no. She, call, she called my nephew, her grandson, right, and said, uh, will you bring the car back? Bring my car over with the keys, but don't tell your dad. And then later, she, I never And I'm like, that. mom, did you ask Ryan to bring the car over? Nope, I didn't. Wow. She's lying. Right, but right, he's not going to make that up. Maybe she doesn't remember calling that's, him. But I think that's, I don't know if she knows she's lying yeah. or she just doesn't remember doing it. Yeah. Let's go to Janine in Mesa on KTAR. Some advice for Bruce. Uh, hi, Janine. Hi, Bruce. My, my heart really goes out to you. Oh, I'm dealing you. with the same thing. Um, and our my father moved in with me about six months ago. And one of the best things that we've done was enrolled him in a dementia daycare program. Okay. And I don't think it's something that's talked enough about. And a lot of people don't know that they are out there. But he goes to Oakwood Creative Academy during the week. They have amazing programs for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. It gives us at home a chance to get a break from him. Which people who have a family member like that will understand. And um, I I really recommend you look into something like that. It's also... It is also something that for those veterans out there, the VA will, in many cases, pay for that type of daycare dementia program. All right. So, so. All right, we just can't call it daycare. Mom would catch on to that. I'll have to come up and tell <laughs> yeah, her it's something I, else, right? We call it we call it senior center. We don't call okay. it daycare. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Senior yeah. center. Thank you for that. That is. I, I will check into that. One more, uh, Laura in Phoenix. Go ahead. Hi, uh, Bruce. Uh, this is Laura. Um, I actually, my heart really goes out to you. Oh, thank um, you. I took care of my mom for 15 years. Wow. Uh, and I was 22 when she was diagnosed, um, fresh from college, um, ready to start my career. Wow. And, you know, I, you know, learned that my mom had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest thing that, that really was hard for me was um, taking care of someone for that long. I, I feel bet. like your identity is a caregiver. And okay. so, when, so when she passed away, it was like, who am I? You know, yeah. I really had to get in touch with, you know, who is this person who no longer has her mom to take care of? Hmm. Um, so I, I think that might be something that a lot of people grapple with, um, you know, especially like long-term care. Um, but I, I just say that the, the main thing to, you know, that I got out of taking care of her for so long and she passed away in 2019. Mm, um, sorry for your loss. Actually, thank you. I had my daughter, uh, two months later. Um, so that was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but you know, the love never goes away. Agreed. Um, even if you don't think they recognize you, um, they do. Um, I think deep down in their, their soul, their heart. Uh, but just, just remember to always love yes, ma'am. your mom. Thank um, you. You only get one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's Thank wonderful. You. Thank you, Laura. You know, I'm, I explained that to mom, you know, when she talked about, she asked me about Alzheimer's. Yeah. And I said, you know, the day's going to come when you won't recognize me. That's not true. Yeah. And I said, you won't recognize your grandchildren. You won't recognize my brother. You won't recognize any of us. Well, I don't believe it. I go, well, it's going to happen. But you won't know the difference. Yeah. We're going to be the ones that, that deal with that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing this up. You're I think welcome. a lot of people out there are, uh, are are in the same boat that you are. Well, after the call today where she called and said, I'm lonely, I'm, I'm having a look at flights, so I might be going yeah. there next week. I'll go yeah. visit mom again yeah. in Washington. Well, you, my, my, you got my prayers, man. I appreciate Your mom that, is in man. my prayers. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we got Becky Lynn. She's got the 330 newscast, but we're going to. 
And we're going to join it. We like to call it holding up the headlines. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. With those headlines, ladies and gentlemen, Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. Maricopa County voters make up about 62% of the state's electorate. And the county recorder now is breaking down the current voter registration. Here's how it looks. Stephen Richard tells KTAR independents are currently the largest voting bloc in the county. Independents make up 34.7% of total Maricopa County registrants. Republicans make up 34%, Democrats 30%, and Libertarians come in at 0.9%. You know what that means? I'm winning. Holding up the headlines. <laughs> Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Oh, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a skeptic and a, an independent. And if we are number one, I like it. That's what I love about Arizona. Um, you know, we're, we're free thinkers out here. Uh, so if independents are number one, 34.7 percent, who's going to get the independent votes in November? Mm. I mean, you know, as I've said, um, it's tough because I look at Carrie Lake and I'm not voting for her because she thinks the 2020 election was stolen. So you're not qualified. Yeah, in I my think mind. it's a disqualifier. But then I look at Katie Hobbs and I say, I think you're I think you're weak. And you don't have my vote yet. So nothing oh, hasn't done anything to earn it. No, all these independents out there are looking at these candidates and they're like, I don't know if I like any of these candidates. You know what this tells me also, though? And it's something I've, I've, I've tried to reinforce. People always talk us being a 50 50 nation. We're split. We're 50 50. Mm. No, we're not. We're 33, 33, 33. Yeah. 33% of you've got your, your, your Trump flag flying. Right. Other 33% have still got Bernie bros on the back of their, their Prius. Goodness. And then there's those of us in the middle that <laughs> right. I like to think are relatively sane. <laughs> we're holding up the headlines. KTAR Eyes on Education. In the debate about canceling student debt, Arizona. Attorney General Mark Burnovich says people should be focused on the high and still rising cost of higher education. If you look at other consumer goods, phones or televisions, adjusted for inflation, they've actually gone down in the last, you know, 15 years. But when it comes to higher education, the cost has gone straight up like a rocket. Burnovich adds he has sued state universities over high tuition costs in the past. He says part of the answer is more competition, including community colleges offering four-year degrees. Now, Burnovich is good at suing people, and he's also good at ruining his career <laughs> because boy did he flush himself down the toilet it's weird it is weird because he should have been possibly that senate candidate on the right but he decided to kind of well i'm gonna say that 2020 after saying that everything was right in arizona he goes out and he he, he starts suing people and now i'm looking into the election and then people looked at him and go yeah you're not yeah we're done with you yeah, well, it, it, you, you couldn't take it seriously anymore. No. Right? You, you certainly couldn't take it seriously, and I think that's frustrating because I'm with you. I, I still don't understand what happened to him. 
We're holding up the headlines. Crimes committed with a weapon will now require a mandatory prison sentence under a new policy rolled out by interim Maricopa County Attorney Rachel Mitchell. Even plea authors will include a mandatory prison sentence, but there will be exceptions on a case-by-case basis. Obviously, we're going to look at the type of crime and distinguish between something that involves violence, uh, safety to the community issues, versus somebody who is having a substance abuse issue. In an exclusive interview with the Mike Broomhead Show, Mitchell asked, it's an effort to prevent the Valley from eventually becoming synonymous with gun violence. Yeah, Rachel Mitchell, a Republican. She's the interim Maricopa County attorney, and she may soon be. You can take that interim away. She's doing mm-hmm. a good job right now. She's clearing uh, a backlog of cases that was left for her, uh, and she's looking at the gun violence around the Valley and saying, we need to do something. So if you're part of a crime and you have a gun involved, you're going to jail. Maybe that'll stop people from... I don't know, you know, breaking in and, and, you know, showing everybody a gun or shooting a gun and, and, and maybe they'll go to jail and then the, the word will get out. I don't know if it stops them from committing the crime to start with. I think it stops them from doing it a second time because yeah, they, they figure you're it out. to learn pretty darn hard that yeah. we're not messing around yeah. if you use a gun in a commission of a crime. Yeah, let's let them learn the hard way. And so, Mitchell, I, I like that. Uh, we're holding up the headlines, Becky Lynn. KTAR eyes on the economy. Silicon Valley's one point at one one point one is the name of this place. Vertical farming is officially moving its operations to Arizona. As the start, they say, in expanding renewable farming efforts. KTAR's Brandon King joins us live with the details. Yeah, Becky Lynn, LED lights, HVAC systems, and minimal water usage all come together at 1.1's 80,000-square-foot facility in Avondale. The farm uses less water than a couple of gym showers, so getting access to that water has not been difficult. CEO Sam Bertram says they want to get their systems to go beyond farmers. We sell farms all the way from the farmers, from the growers, all the way down to farming entrepreneurs who want to start their own farms and distribute locally to their community. The company plans to expand Arizona operations over the next year. Brandon King, KTR News. Yeah, I don't have anything intelligent to say on that issue. I, I know nothing know about farming. It. so. Well, I understand <laughs> farming. <laughs> Vertical farming. I saw a big thing about this the other oh, day. Oh, go ahead. If say something intelligent. I, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if I can explain it exactly, but they grow all of the food inside. And it's. It, everything is on these um, shelves, and it's and it's like it rotates, and it's grown in specific kind of uh, hold on a second soils. Very little water. Uh, are they growing cars in the Carvana? Uh, are they growing, <laughs> uh, growing crops in the Carvana? T- t- All, it's kind of like that in a way. But if you had seen this uh, documentary thing that I saw on the vertical farming, it could solve all the world's food problems because oh, they can grow okay. everything all year round anywhere where they can't grow food normally. This could be out in Avondale. And they're going to move. This one company is moving to Africa. Right. Yes. See, while you're watching documentaries, yep. I'm watching AGTV. I love that show. You're watching what? Oh, forget it. They're holding up the head. You know what show it. Are you America's talking about America's Got, got Talent? Got talent? Yeah. Oh, America's Got Talent. All right, talent. just do the next uh, one. Okay, this is a big weekend for travel, right? Air travelers getting some help dealing with flight delays and cancellations. Something new from the Federal Department of Transportation, an online customer service dashboard is up and running to help travelers see what kinds of guarantees, refunds, or other compensation the major domestic airlines will offer for flight delays and cancellations. It's been a summer of headaches for flyers. Airlines canceled days of flights or otherwise had lengthy delays claiming weather and staffing issues. The new dashboard is part of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's plan to get the major 
major airlines to improve their service and transparency with the flying public. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Well, I've been on two flights this summer, but you've been on about a thousand flights this summer. So how do you I'm, think? I'm over 80,000 miles. I bet you are. How do you think the airlines are doing? You are always on a plane. Um, Yeah, not great. Okay. And, and Worse and, than before? Uh, Yeah. You be, can tell the difference. Here's why. Okay. Everyone's back to wanting to get on airplanes, but there are no more pilots, plane, there are no more crews. So everybody is stretched unbelievably thin. So, you know, a pilot or a crew member gets the sniffles in Miami and all of a sudden your flight in Phoenix gets canceled. Right. How many flights have been canceled for you? I've had a couple of them canceled, a lot delayed, and I've been rerouted and gone through cities I never thought I would fly through. All right. That is the 330 newscast from Becky Lynn. But it's a little different. We hold up the headlines. We interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Uh, still to come, midterm mayhem at 4.05 plus. What do you do if a, a speed bump is uh, installed parallel to your driveway? And, and really, is it called a speed bump or a speed hump? Depends on what city you're in. Okay, I'd like to answer that question next. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Every day, hop on the Mike Broomhead show at 8.50. I'm at my house. I'm on the Gatos 3000. Sounds perfectly clear. And uh, I uh, debut the big Q. All right. So at KTAR.com, right side of the page. Bruce, there you see my gorgeous face, as you can well see. Fantastic. And uh, here's my Q. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Katie Hobbs says she's going to be tough on the border. Do you believe her? Yes or no? Uh, 59% say no, 41% say yes. If I'm Katie Hobbs, I take that as a win. Heck yeah. If you 40% think I'm going to be good on the border, I know that What does it mean? Tough talk. It's got to look like you care. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that wasn't being facetious to you. I'm like, I don't know what it means. I'm yeah. going to be tough on the border. What does that mean? Uh, don't do what Joe Biden's doing. Do anything but what Joe Biden's doing on the border and you're considered somewhat tough. That's what I see. Because governors can only do so much on the border. Right. So Ducey's been harping on it. He should. Jan Brewer, when she was governor, you remember the finger point in the face of Barack Obama? But did any of that change the amount of people coming across the border? No, but it, you sh- see what I'm saying? I'm but like- it shows that your leader in office it cares about an issue that you also care about. Even if they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Do you? Do you disagree? I could make the argument, and this is not a Katie Hobbs argument. I could make the argument. When I'm, when I'm elected king, because I have no desire <laughs> to be governor, president, anything, when I'm like a king, I would say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on the things that I can actually control. I'm going to focus on the things that there, there might be a lot of things that matter to you. You may not like the war in the Middle East. Yeah. Guess what? I'm the governor. I got nothing to do with that. Right. Not me. Right. I don't know what to tell you. But this is on you our take that up with somebody else. But it's on our soil what's happening. Yeah. You know, people coming over to Arizona. No doubt. And some of it's and legal. impacting Arizona. Yeah. Some of it's legal uh, and some of it's illegal. Do you think that we benefit that that the that the calculation for some is the benefit to illegal immigration outweighs the downside. No, I think that we I think that you know we pour a lot of money into it to try and secure the border to pay border patrol agents. You know these churches who try and you know uh, house, sanctuaries. Yeah, they try and house people and mm-hmm. just just help them. Uh, they spend a, a ridiculous about amount of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I have got, a solution. Okay, what is it? So when I run for king, <laughs> all right, 
Um, I'm all for immigration. I just want to know who's coming in. Show up at the border. Prove who you are. We're going to give you a card. You can come in this country and work. You can't vote. Right. You know, you, you can't collect Social Security. None of that stuff. But if you just want to come here and work, we're ready for you. We need you right now. Why don't we just make it easier for those that want to come and work to come here and just know who they are? Not in a bad way. But just, then what do you do about the people who just come here by crossing the border? Is it the same thing? Well, I think the problem is is that we make it so difficult to get one of those work visas, green cards, whatever the, where they're called. I'd be handing them out like they were in the bottom of, a, of a, a cereal boxes. Here, you, you get one. You yeah. get one. You get one. Prove who you are. Come on in. I mean, how many restaurants could use people working for them? Construction right sites. Construction sites. Building. Hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. They could use the workers. We need the worker. The workers benefit us. Right. But so if, let's just have a system to let them in. Yeah. Because they, they're going to come anyway. But if they come over the border and then we don't know who they are. and you know, I, you know, I At agree. one point, we were giving them, Biden was giving them a cell phone. We gave them a smartphone. I agree that there are. that is not a sane way to go about it. No oh. argument. So back to Katie Hobbs. Okay. How does she prove she's going to be tough on the border? Because she's a Democrat and Democrats most of the time aren't, you know, very tough on the border. You know, if you look at. Uh, well, she can't take on Biden. She wouldn't do it the other day, right? Well, I interviewed her, her a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I, I basically said, I go, you've got to understand this, right, that Joe Biden is doing a horrible job on the border. And her response was to talk about Donald Trump. Right. And I said, I don't care about Donald Trump. He's not the president. Joe Biden's the president. Yeah, but Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't like that argument. You know, the other side uses it. Yeah, but Obama. Obama. or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so, you know... If you put Katie Hobbs into the governor's chair, is she going to be, you know, any better than a Carrie Lake? Well, Carrie Lake is very outspoken about the border and people who want to vote for Carrie Lake are angry about the border. Right. But she's talking about things she can't do. Do they care about that? I think they just want I think that us voters just want somebody to try. Like Ducey. Okay, you could say what he put on the border with the shipping containers is a joke. Well, at least he tried. But Trump couldn't get it done. He's the president. No, I know. But the other side blocked Trump. That's why. Okay. You know? So Ducey had to put these shipping containers. And the feng shui is all off. It's just really (laughs) awful. At least paint them all the same color. I know, right? All right, coming up next. Oh, we got midterm mayhem. Uh, Every day at four, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 election.